0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading
1: Blind podcast. My name is Chris, and I am Mike. Chris makes hand motions at me. Then every (laughs) minute, you (laughs) just stop. I do. I do do now. We are coming to you par usual uh, from the. friendly, and spacious confines of, uh, there's no great Gatorade on the floor. I think Chris just dribbled. It's Green Apple Gatorade. It's the only Gatorade that matters. Uh, No, it's not. Uh, Spacious Confines, a studio B deep in the bowels of 193 East Church Street, B Ministries. Um, Yes, it's still gray. In sunny downtown Marion, Ohio. Mm, Boy, it felt like fall for a minute today. Oh, boy. The wind blew, and it got cold, and then there was rain and then the sun came back out it's and I was beginning
0: sad. to feel a lot like deer season well,
1: I was going to say football but that's already happened <laughs> Yep. now should you um, ever be struck with the thought uh, dear listener you notice that's singular not plural <laughs> dear listener have you ever thought with the, the felt like you wanted to get a hold of us and talk to us ask us a question or, or perhaps vocalize some disgust with what you have heard um, you may do that uh, on the on the Book of Faces. Why are you rattling? Your I'm gonna keys? move my keys. Okay. Wow. Wow. Right in the middle of my talking. Yeah. You go see, ahead. this is what. It, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm, mm, mm. Go no, ahead. Continue. I, I get no respect. Calm down. <laughs> if you ever find yourself on the Book of Faces, um, take yourself out there and look for first name the blind, all one word. Last name... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just... I just uh, No, that's not right. First name, blind leading. I don't even know the name of my own thing. I set it up. That's really sad. First name, blind leading. All one word. Last name, the blind. All one word. That would be blind leading. The blind. And uh, ask us a question. Find us. Friend us. Please be our friend. Um, there, I'm sure there might be another method, which is less intrusive. What would that be, Mr. Workman?
0: <laughs> there is. If you prefer to send us an email... The email address is blindpod at gmail.com. That's B L I N D P O D at gmail.com.
1: Thank you for visiting with us this evening. We're really pleased. No, okay. And that's Brian. all we have for you today, okay. folks.
0: Um, well, uh, is there anything else to talk about before we get into
1: the first segment? I don't think so. You want to introduce our guest? I do. I do. We are so close. Hold pleased. on. Do we, do we need intro music? Yeah, we do. You got got some walk up music I, for him? I got him? you. I got you. Hold on. Okay. There you go. Joining us this evening here in Studio B, we are pleased to introduce to you the dulcet tones and experiential wisdom of Mr. Dale Kibbe. The great white wonder himself. Of Marion, Ohio. We're glad to have you. Say hi.
2: Well, thank you very much and hi.
1: He did exactly as we requested. He said hi. Yeah, he said hi. We're going to have you. It's better, better than that blonde lady that comes in. She just talks and talks and talks. (laughs) <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> uh, so, all right. right. Is it time for news? Do it we have time. news features? Yeah. We have many news features.
0: So, Mr. Dale, uh, I don't know if you're a, a frequent listener of our podcast. Probably not. You have better things to do.
1: Um, go ahead. Say it now. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Come
2: on. Go ahead. Wait, what can I say?
1: <laughs> you, you can say, I have not.
0: <laughs> Way to cop out. Go ahead and bring that microphone a little bit closer for me, would you? <laughs> all right. No, to you. There not you go. Him. There you go.
2: How's that? Is that yeah.
0: oh, oh, very good. There okay. we go. Very good. All right, Mr. Dale, the first segment in our podcast usually
1: is news. How about them apples? Mm-hmm. What, uh, any news articles that you have seen recently that struck you and you, and you, and you just felt like... Mm.
2: Yes, as a matter of fact, I saw one that uh, informed because we have a group of people who are trying to help us, They decided that we are all anxious, Mm -hmm. we are experiencing anxiety, Mm -hmm. and that what we need to do is get these people to research each of us individually and help us out. Mm -hmm. And it made me very anxious. Did it? Well, now you see? You fall (laughs) under the study
1: guidelines. You are now anxious. That's right. What was the source of this anxiety? I read an article that indicated a source the source of my anxiety or just reading it no the general research anxiety i didn't read it (laughs) oh boy
2: well i read the headline
1: i read far enough that this this anxiety is generally an outgrowth of the covid situation therefore we're going to be tested for our anxiety for the anxiety that was brought about by the covid and other
2: people getting us anxious about our anxiety well one thing i thought about when i was considering what causes anxiety is, do you suppose the caveman had no anxiety? He would got up every morning, had his coffee, went out and visited his friends, and just uh, wasn't anxious about anything, I suppose.
0: Well, I would imagine he'd probably have to be anxious about the saber tooth tiger waiting outside for him to wake I, up.
2: I don't think so. I think the ang- anxiety didn't start until this generation.
1: Mm, yeah. oh, it's a mm. new thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. These kids these days. Yeah,
0: well, you, you know, you can, you know we, what it is. It's the monster energy drinks. That's what it is. That's well, mm-hmm.
2: And there wasn't COVID back in the times of this caveman. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there wasn't monkeypox. Well, there might have been monkeypox. No, know.
1: I think it goes back further than that. I think it's the Russian satellites. It's all that Sputnik problem. That's uh-huh. what it is. Okay. Aliens. There we go. We're aliens. back to aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer for everything, Dale. It's aliens. <laughs> okay.
0: News. Uh, news. I have a news. Uh, tonight, uh, if you'd like to do so, well, you can't tonight because it's probably gonna be too cloudy, but if it was not cloudy and there was not a rainstorm in the sky, you'd be able to have a really awesome view of Jupiter this evening. I understand. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you can, uh, if you are in a place where there ain't no clouds, you could probably look up and see Jupiter tonight. Hmm. It's the closest it's been in like several decades. That's pretty cool. Um, so there you go. Jupiter.
1: Hmm. Nifty. Nifty.
0: Also one more space news and then I'm done. Uh, NASA is going to live stream an experiment that they're doing in outer space. What's that? They're going to intentionally run a spacecraft into an asteroid.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, a probe.
0: Yes. Uh, and they're going to do it on purpose because it uh, the headline says, <laughs> This has, holds great potential for planetary defense. Mm-hmm. Now, that's our government doing that? That would be NASA. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Government, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. part of government? Is NASA okay. government? Mm-hmm. Highly funded. Okay, yes. all right. I mean, I'd like it better if Elon Musk was like running a, a rocket with Red Bull logo on the side of it into an asteroid. That would make it, or or maybe even Travis Pastrana riding the rocket into the asteroid. That oh, now it, that
1: would be fun. That'd make it even better. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis? No, no. no. <laughs> Older movies are better. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is one of my favorites. Yeah. All right, that's all the news I got. Is you that got it? news?
1: Uh, well, I got one quick a couple of quick things. One, um, I generally note significant passings in the last week.
0: Yeah. Wilson has this thing. I'm going to start I'm going to make uh, I'm I'm going to make it a, a separate segment and it can just be called the the dead report.
1: We need to do a sidecast. Blind leading the dead or dead leading the blind. <laughs> something like that and, the, and then I can the just
0: dead. talk about dead
1: for <laughs> the talking dead the talking dead Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but in the last week uh, one uh, a couple of people one uh, that are no longer people because they're you know not anymore one would be Maury wills um, for those of you baseball fans in the 60s infielder for the Dodgers uh, speedster baseball my Steel. guy, mm-hmm. my um, guy. He, he passed away um, shortstop actually I think for most of the time and then also just in the last couple of days Louise Fletcher why now, do I know that name okay well I will tell you why you know that name because she was an actress and she played Nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet, uh, oh, yeah. one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh-huh. and she has passed away yeah yeah mm-hmm. so okay. um, this is also an opportunity I guess I shouldn't recommend anybody watch that movie it's rather vulgar it is it's inappropriate read the book yeah, 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 Read yeah, the there you go.
0: Read the book. The book's better,
1: better anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean,
0: Jack Nicholson's fantastic in that movie.
1: But sure is, Chief.
0: <laughs> but it is an inappropriate
2: movie. <laughs> um, all
0: right, well, Dale, do you have any more news?
2: You know, I did not come prepared for news. I but told him to tell you. I'll research that and be prepared next time. I told him okay, to tell you
0: news and fun facts. No,
2: I didn't tell him that. I wanted mm-hmm. him to be surprised.
0: Okay, yep. well, that means that news is over.
1: Oh, I'm disappointed now.
0: No, you're not, because coming up right now, right behind it, you
1: oh. know what it is. What is it? I'm old. <sighs> fun facts. I feel so much better now. We're into fun. Doesn't
0: facts. that doesn't that little sound clip right there? Mm. This this right here. Doesn't that just remove the anxiety that you were talking about? I am
1: so relaxed. Right. My yeah. blood pressure drops about 30 points yeah. every time mm. he hits that button. Yeah, it One does more that. time.
0: <laughs> it does that. One more time. Yeah. I got you,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you can see Now he's completely out over there.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Dale, since you're the guest, do you have a fun fact?
1: A fun fact. I, I, you, you were beginning to relate to me something about endangered species in Canada or uh, protected species. In Canada, do you want me to talk about? that? I would like for you to. I'm leading you. It that sounds direction, okay?
2: fun and facty. If you ever drive north from Toronto on the their Interstate 400, you will discover along the highway there are about eight foot fences that protect the highway from the deer. However, in addition to that eight foot fence at the bottom of it, about two feet high, there's a very fine mesh fence to protect the snakes from getting onto the highway. Okay. Now, the problem with that is, in my mind anyway, is as you're driving along and as you look at this, you see all the snakes looking out through that fence at all of the cars going by because it's got to be interesting for them. And then the deer are coming up to see what the snakes are looking at and, well, you can figure out what happens next. (laughs) The the snakes bite the deer, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. in my world, and then the deer die. Unless the snake is stepped on. Well, now, isn't there some significant penalty in Canada for killing a That's snake? That's correct.
2: If you kill a rattlesnake mm-hmm. in Ontario, it's a fine of $25,000. Are
1: you kidding me? Uh-uh. Why
0: would I kid you? No. Are you serious? Uh-huh. $25,000. Never, never, ever. Uh-huh. I wanted to
2: go to Canada. Now I don't. Well, there's <laughs> never, ever been a rattlesnake killed, let me tell you that. So is are there do they problem? not
0: have rattlesnakes in Canada?
2: No, I've. There's rumors that once in a while it happens, but I know nothing. Okay, all
0: right. Well, that makes me a little better then. Mm-hmm. I don't okay, know. I think we because got rattlesnake th- tastes way too good to find
1: people for killing them. <laughs> I think we've got a scofflaw in our midst. A mm-hmm. uh, holiday whoopie woody a scofflaw. I don't know what that is. Someone who laughs yeah. at the law and goes, well, "I scuff at uh, you, you uh, law." Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I'm that guy. I, mean, I, know I well, think yeah. most laws are stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so let me get, let me understand this. It is <coughs> illegal
2: to kill a rattlesnake uh, in in the province of Ontario. I know for sure. I don't know about the rest of Canada. Okay. But the thing I, that amazed me: for seventy years, we've driven those highways, and never once have I experienced thump thump. As I've gone over a snake. Never once. Mm. So obviously, even before they put the fence up, the word was out and the snakes just hung around the edges of the highway. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they didn't want to get penalized. Apparently not. Okay, I see. I have to ask a question while we're on the topic Mm -hmm. of Canada. I'm sure we'll get here at some point. But I'm I'm chomping at the bit and I can't wait. Go. Uh, Do you frequently partake of the greatness that is poutine when you go to Canada?
2: I do that about once every three or four years. Oh, how do you resist? It's really not very easy, and I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) 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 Oh, the
0: greatest part of what you just said was the stern, straight face that you said it with. That is... mm. My goodness, Dale.
1: I I believe he is practicing significant self-denial. I I will deny myself the joys of Canadian poutine. I I can
0: tell you that you you fit in perfectly in this studio, Dale. Uh, (laughs) uh, I can tell you also that I would gain at least probably 150 pounds within the first two days of going to Canada. (laughs) Uh, I would also probably catch... uh, a significant amount of
1: fish. He probably would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He likes to fish, I don't. Yeah, someday. You lion sack a <laughs> meal dung. Well uh, fly fish, and I like fly fish.
0: I have a fly rod. I've just never uh, used it. I don't uh, know
1: how. I can teach you.
0: Good. Um all right. Well thanks for that factoid there, Dale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't kill rattlesnakes in Canada even though they don't have rattlesnakes.
2: <laughs> Should write a song
0: about do they that? have a whole lot of Snakes at all in Canada? Just out oh, yeah. of curiosity? Yeah. Do they?
2: I'm just like anywhere else, oh, there's true. no overabundance, but you run into them periodically.
0: Okay.
1: Do
2: they say, hey. Are they are they, do. Are they polite? Just, extra
0: yeah,
1: polite, polite snakes? Very nice. Yes. Very
2: polite, yes. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, this is my rattle now. Hey, got my rattle going, y'all. Be careful over there. <laughs> don't be killing me, eh? <laughs> I'm protected, don't you know? You can't
0: touch me. <laughs> Just imagine some snake with a with a Chicago accent, like, "Hey, I'm untouchable, man." <laughs> no, I was
1: picturing picturing a me Go with, get my boy Tommy <laughs> with hammer pants. Going, can't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's amazing, Mr. Wilson. Do you have any fun facts? Well, I was kind of following up with someone last week. You may know about more about this than I do, but we had mentioned the Gimpy Gimpy tree. Yeah. Um, and I did a little looking up. Yep. It is another one of those pain causing, sting, exceptional, venomous plants in go figure Australia. Yep. Um, What's it, it called? The Gimpy Gimpy plant. Gimpy Gimpy. Gimpy okay. Gimpy. Well, gimpy.
0: now the tree that we had mentioned <clears throat> that I talked about is the macaneal. Not the Gimpy Gimpy. But you said you threw out the Gimpy Gimpy oh, after I? I was talking about the macineal okay. tree, which is the most. Dangerous tree
1: on the planet. Do they have other names for the McAneel tree?
0: I don't know. Does it look like that?
1: Oh, I don't know. I've never seen one.
0: Oh. Well, I <laughs> thought maybe in your perusing and researching, you came across a photograph.
1: No. I have a drawing, but this is God audio. God forbid. This is audio. <laughs> I don't trust them newfangled photograph machines. Oh, they' okay. that steal your soul. They steal right your there. soul. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what, anyway... Electron micrographic images oh. of the Gimpy, gimpy plant show uh, that they are very similar to a hypodermic needle in being very sharp pointed and hollow. Oh. The little spiny things, which are covered, little hairs uh-huh. that are covered in toxins. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and if you come in contact with this plant, the uh-huh. tip of these little hairs are very structurally weak. They snap off and then the, the toxin gets into you. Uh-huh. Now, you would think something that small would just be, oh, an irritant. Oh, no. no, they can, first off, stay in your skin for up to a year. Hmm.
2: Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is
1: exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, and the pain is evidently excruciating, uh, frequently resulting in um, uh, hospitalization, uh, significant pain. You do not sleep for three or four days because the pain is that intense. Um, the plucking of hairs from the leaves invariably produces sneezing within 10 or 15 minutes.
0: Well, you're probably breathing them in.
1: Yeah. And then... It's like fiberglass insulation. Only worse. <laughs> and then that creates pain in your nose oh, yeah, and your pharynx and your and all that, tonsillitis-like oh, I mean, yeah. only worse. Um, Explorers first contacted this plant in the mid-19th century. Can you Bob, Im- don't eat that can you imagine oh my goodness um and and antihistamines none of that seem to have any effect well, no because it's not it's not allergen based it's
0: like tiny little hooked barbs all up in your sinus cavities and
1: they're peptides they're like little proteins so they get in there and they start doing their work oh yeah the best if you get it fast enough the get you know you you recognize you have been in Getting in contact.
2: I, should I be taking
1: notes? You should, okay. just in case.
0: Are you going to Australia soon? I have a friend from Australia. I do too. Okay. He's a professional golfer.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Sorry my, about that. My, da- ahead. my daddy was in Australia. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel left out. Um, <laughs> but if you have sticky tape with you. And you immediately stick it where sure. you did and pull those pull all those yeah, little yeah, yeah, hairs yeah. out. Yeah. That is the best. Otherwise, you just have to pretty much write it out yeah. according to this article.
2: Which, by the way, is Wikipedia. Therefore, it should not yeah, be necessarily well, you know, trusted. To, take
0: it with a with a hooked barb of salt. salt. Yeah.
2: Give me the name of that tree again. Gimpy, 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 gimpy. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, You're welcome.
0: Uh, the toxins that are that are in this plant. Do we know if it's a hemotoxin or a neurotoxin? It's a, it's a neurotoxin. Okay, so it, it makes is, you
1: loopy too. It makes it, you hallucinate. It, yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah.
0: can you imagine being in that
1: much pain and just tripping like crazy? Oh, that would be just that's worse than the dragon at the yeah. refrigerator door. So
0: fun, fun. Uh, additional fun fact to your fun fact. Uh, when I was in Australia, uh, I. Um,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I went to Australia.
2: He mm-hmm. <laughs> was, um, was an
1: exchange student. They sent him back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they said, "What's the exchange rate? We'll double it." Um,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> uh, no. So we were uh, outside of a town called Albany, Australia, uh, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the guys we were looking at uh, Dares mm-hmm. tarantulas, and um, One of the guys there uh, was like, basically you have to be really careful uh, handling these things because the hairs on them are very much like that they'll, they'll stab you with their hairs. Like they, some, some of them can actually like porcupine it, like launch their hairs, throw their hairs at you Mm and get stuck. And it's an irritant, like fiberglass insulation gets all up in you, causes a rash. Everything in Australia, it just wants it to seems kill to you. be. <laughs> There's nothing nice in Australia. Everything <laughs> wants to kill you. Yeah. Um, also, they have sawfish. Uh, saw, oh, really? Pad, paddle, paddlefish? Yeah. Sawfish? Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. You got a hedge trimmer for a nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. they got those there.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, I have a fun fact. A Please of do. Them. This is all, all one fun fact. but, um, And I don't know how much of a fact these are. I found it on Facebook thought it was interesting, but you know, we don't really vet the facts around here. We just take them at face value go. and it's Good. fact enough, you know? Uh, so apparently the, the human brain has memory capacity equal to 2.5 million gigabytes.
1: Hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh,
0: the eyes uh, are three, let's see, 324 million pixel vision quality mm-hmm. is what they're capable of. Not yours, obviously.
1: No, not at all. Hmm. Uh, The kidneys.
0: Yes, I have some. A 1.2 million gallon filtering unit. Whoa.
1: (laughs) I believe (laughs) I have exceeded capacity. (laughs) You have
0: apparently uh, backdoored that system. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And in the veins in the body, uh, 40,000 kilometers worth of web
2: wow forty thousand kilometers
1: so that means if you took all the veins out of a human being and laid them end to end they'd be dead
0: <laughs> yes okay and probably somewhat dehydrated he knew it was coming he just knew it was coming. somewhat dehydrated i would okay. imagine
1: yeah uh gives the kidneys a break beef jerky where'd you get this information facebook oh <laughs>
0: I mean oh okay. I follow I fo-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I follow a couple of pages called like uh weird facts, uh weird world facts, weird history facts <coughs> and so i just randomly get them in my news feed so I can save them <coughs> for the podcast. <laughs> Uh, like I said, we don't really vet the facts around here. Yeah, uh, you don't want to if, do that. If it is stated, it is fact enough. Yeah. So that's what makes it fun. That's why it's fun facts, not actual facts. Um, so I don't know how how facty that is. That's pretty cool. Though. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take it at face value mm-hmm. and say that my brain is just as smart as a computer. So there you go. There mm-hmm. you go.
1: I'm happy for you. Yeah.
0: Well, at least it used to be. Before I heard it
1: mine's several times. More, it's more like. A, <laughs> mine's kind of like a Commodore 64. Uh, That reminds me of a Mark Twain quote. (laughs) His head was like an hourglass. It could stow an idea, but it had to do it a grain at a time. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of
0: Mark Twain, uh, on the way here, on the drive here, Mm. I was listening to uh, a podcast. And in the podcast was mentioned uh, corn poem. Mm. And uh, I have not eaten any corn pone since I was a wee lad. Oh, okay. I figured you had. Yeah. But but it used to be a, a regular Saturday morning occurrence. Mm-hmm. If you've never eaten a good corn pone with some maple syrup drizzled over top of it, mm-hmm. boy, you may never live. Mm-hmm. What
2: is corn pone?
0: Corn pone? It's uh, essentially like cornbread. You just mix water and, and cornmeal and fat and fry it up in a pan. And then it's like a pancake.
2: A little but bit of, gra- or some of people syrup?
0: Yeah, some people make it like, like a a tower sort mm-hmm. of, like mm-hmm. like a, a thing. Make it all decorating and whatnot. Deco- they 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 used to they used to have special pans for corn pones, making corn pones, and they were like like a like a stand up egg, almost like look like a Faberge egg, almost made out of cornbread, mm-hmm. basically.
2: Now, are we still doing fun facts? No. Oh, Okay.
0: Well, well, I mean, you need to hit the button, so we know it's over. <laughs> <laughs> He does. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, sit
1: in the button. oh boy, where's the button? Uh,
0: yeah, so do you have any more fun facts?
1: Uh, no, oh. no.
0: Then that concludes fun facts. Okay. Back to corn bone. Um
1: <laughs> Sorghum.
0: Yeah, so uh, what I used to do, speaking of sorghum, yeah, so my grandfather raised honeybees, and hmm. so we would take honey and sorghum and, uh, well, sorghum molasses and uh maple syrup and cover the corn pone. A little bit of milk on top of it. Mm. Mm. Break it up in a bowl of milk. Can't sit still and eat it, bud.
2: Huh. That would be tasty. Yep. Yep. Have you ever had milk toast? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yep. Have you? Yeah. All right. Mm. I run into people that think that's really strange, but oh. it's fine eating. Oh, that's good eating right there, yes. yeah, for sure. So, many, so many foods grow up when you know, when when there wasn't
1: money. Sometimes mm-hmm. for food, you just ate stuff. Well, I've told you, like, uh, breaded tomatoes. You know, <laughs> it was good. Yeah. I I, it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Wednesday night, I was sharing. Uh, there was a period in my life where, in the '90s, in like '93, '92, '93. Uh, we lived in an old, like 200 year old farmhouse, like tucked up in between two mountains on an old tobacco farm, and it had no indoor plumbing. This was in the 90s. And uh, so, yeah, it, we drew water out of the well and went and used the outhouse out behind the barn and stuff. And during that time, one of my favorite meals that we used to have was uh, my mom would make biscuits and then she would just heat up, make syrup, like sugar and water, mm-hmm. and then get it super hot and thick mm. till it's sticky and then we take slap of peanut butter we break up the biscuits mm. and paint them with peanut butter and then pour that boiling hot syrup mm. over top of it and melt all the peanut butter up on it oh my gosh dude <laughs> that wouldn't and, be good and, and I didn't re- I didn't really realize until I was an adult later that the reason we were eating that is because we didn't have anything else yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. cheapest possible thing you could eat yeah and it was one of my favorite things one of my certainly favorite things, wow. yeah
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyhow, that's enough about me. Let's talk about Dale. Okay, get after it, Wilson. I'm gonna let you take lead on this one. Okay, I'll just pop in for color commentary every now and then. You
1: please do. You you're gonna be the Chris Collinsworth tonight, aren't you? Oh, god, you're god. gonna slide in. He doesn't like Chris Collinsworth. He's my god. I like Chris Collinsworth. He's a bingo. Oh, just what do you want to be? Tony Romo. I'm <laughs> um, Troy, thinking, Troy who, Aikens. Who's who's the dude with uh, too many
0: head injuries? Um <laughs> uh Cincinnati Booger guy.
1: Booger McFarland. No, not but I love Booger McFarland. Oh, no, uh, oh, yeah, that's um, Boomer Sison. What yeah, now, no, Boomer? No, Boomer's, yeah, that's pretty bad. But they got a lineman that does um Bengals games on the radio. That guy's cooked, <laughs> he's absolutely cooked. Latham, <laughs> I like J- color purple. It's Latham.
0: That's oh, chat, cha, uh, Greg, Chatham? Greg,
1: Greg, Jim Chatham, Chatham, Latham, no, L A T H A M. Okay, L-A-T-H-A-M. okay, oh, Greg, oh, Greg Latham,
0: Greg Latham? 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 I don't know what Latham.
1: His, I forget his first name.
0: Pretty sure it's great. Okay. Uh, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's fun.
0: Anyhow. We didn't do sports news. during news. Uh,
1: Your okay. Reds won the other day. We did. We won a game. Um, but By the way, there is no chance that they will lose 100, <laughs> so I stand corrected. However, it is entirely possible that they will actually set the Major League record for hits batsmen at 100. They're at 99 right now. They have had 99
2: batters so far this season.
1: I need to find out where to look and see if if my Braves have have upped the Mets in standing. They won. um, I don't know where to look. They won the Mets lost. I know where to look. I don't. Um, Talk about your Braves for a minute. Poor Strider. That's kind of a bummer. So I've been a Braves fan since I was like
0: knee high to a grasshopper. Hmm. And uh, last year they won the World Series. That's twice in my life I've got to watch them win a World Series. Wow! And I'm hoping this year they can double up on it. That'd be sweet. Go back to back. Uh Oh, love it, love it. They got this pitcher who's currently apparently hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spencer Strider is a bad jam on the mound. Bad jam. You like baseball? You follow baseball? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just sitting here talking about just sitting here talking (laughs) about baseball, and he's nodding along and smiling mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah." sure, yeah. yeah. Nope,
1: not at all. You're still a game and a half back. 57-3, 57-3, 54, 8 games left. Game that's and it? back. You're in the playoffs, but you're going to get the Dodgers. Uh,
0: yeah, are which we going to get what you are want. we going to get pinned in the wild card?
1: Yeah, you're you're almost certainly going to be the wild card. Mm. Well, uh, that's what happened last year in the, let World, me of the World Series. <laughs> yeah, so.
2: <let>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the you're going to be the wild card. There's no doubt.
0: And no chance of getting getting up there before they before well, we
1: get there. You're game and back with 8 to play. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you play them. Mm. I don't know if you go head-to-head.
0: Well, we already did several times. Yeah, I think a yeah. couple times. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to get
1: there. So We'll see. Yeah. I'm hoping you I'm hoping you jump them.
0: Lord Jesus, please help my Atlanta Braves.
1: Yeah. Um, Dave, do you... Uh, Dave? <laughs> is there somebody else here? <laughs> right. Who came in? Talk to now, I told the you we should have locked the door. <laughs> what is it, Steve? <laughs> Listen, Bill. Um...
0: <laughs> Do you do you follow any sports at all? Are you a fan of sports? A little football, a little football. Mm-hmm. Who's mm-hmm. your team? High State. I mean, college. L- okay. Do you follow any professional football? No. Okay. I don't blame you. It's it's horrible nowadays. Did you see? Uh, I saw. I forgot true. my other news. That was going to be my other news. The NFL has declared no more Pro Bowl. Yay! They're going to turn it into a frigging flag football game. Boo! <laughs> yes. Oh. It's going to be flag football. Oh, I'm like, what is going on with the wussification of our country, man? It's just horrible. It drives me nuts. Anyhow, uh, so so you don't follow a professional in Ohio State, your team. Yeah. Okay. That's how, it. how do you feel about uh, old uh, curly What's hair? It? What's his name? Quarterback. Stroud? Stroud. Yeah, that guy. How do you feel about C.J. Stroud?
2: He seems to be doing pretty good. Well, yeah. keep, go- keep going with him.
0: My favorite thing about him has nothing to do with his play. Every interview he does after a game, the very first thing he does is say, All glory to God. A I wouldn't be here, wouldn't be here without better, it.
2: Doesn't get any better than that.
0: He begins and ends every interview and sprinkles yeah. it in throughout of, wow. about God. Yeah. And I love it. It yes. makes, makes, yeah. makes my heart happy. That's
1: fantastic.
0: It makes my heart happy. that.
1: Okay, shall we move along to whatever we if got here If you don't, I'm
0: going to keep rambling.
1: It. Okay, well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there was a reason that we asked Mr. Kibby to join
2: us this evening. There is. Besides the fact that he's just awesome and yeah. and you couldn't find anybody else.
0: Oh no, there's 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 a line. Oh, there's no. a, there's, you, a, there's a
2: there's a list of
1: people that You got moved to the front of the line, sir. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We we only had one guest all summer long cuz you were out of town.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Kept waiting on you to get back around. mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. By the way, when's the men's retreat going to be up there at your place in Canada?
1: <laughs>
2: How about next summer? I like that idea.
1: I did I'm there. See, I did see you no longer have to have a COVID shot no. to get across the border, which is a Oh, I was going to say, I never had to have a COVID shot. There ain't no human no, they, being bad
0: enough to make me have one.
1: They used to require <laughs> it. So, yeah. The reason we asked Mr. Kibby here was because we want to take advantage of him. We want... Sorry, someone was calling me. <laughs> and um, Not now. Not now, yes. Um, you have the joy of having had a, a full life of experiences that are just absolutely unique to you. Um, and, and you have spent your life at least with an awareness of what God is doing, um, you know. Now that you're over the age of 65, um, we, we're, do you ever have opportunities to look back and go, oh, that was God, and I didn't know
2: it? Oh, yes. Many times. Many times.
1: I want to take people through, because I've had the advantage of sitting and talking with you for hours. I want to take people a little bit through your life and the experiences that you have had, Um, partly because a lot of people that listen to this podcast um, are are part of this church, but Mm -hmm. I don't think they know who you are, and I, I, I think it would be neat for them to recognize some of the things about you. Now, just first off, let's do the easy stuff. Where'd you grow up?
2: Marion, Ohio. Marion, Born
1: in Springfield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, went to what high school?
2: Pleasant. Okay. And then from high school you went to? Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Spent a year at Miami University in oh, Ohio, yeah. and then from there to Ohio State. Okay. Did you stay in the uh, honor dorms there? in the no. Mm-hmm. no. Okay, I was just curious.
1: <laughs> no. oh.
0: I'm excited about this because I don't know that much about you like I know who you are and I've met you and we've talked right. a little bit but I'm excited I'm pumped
1: yeah. <laughs> this is fun Good. for me yeah um and you don't have to answer any of these questions you can just go off and talk about whatever you want okay. to because that's how much respect I have for you. If, you if you decide to talk about tearing down an engine go right on ahead Oh. Um, I
2: did did do that, yes. You could. I did, too. I just couldn't remember how to
1: put it back together. (laughs) Or or just just how to kill a cow. Um, (laughs) Which is a story someday. No, evidently not. But it's... Um, after
2: college, what happened what tell us tell us what happened after college? Could I go back a little bit? You certainly may to the when I was thirteen years old okay and i was my father was is the kind of man who when he put his hand to the plow, he didn't turn back mm-hmm. and he was a Presbyterian, so that's where we went mm-hmm. and at about thirteen, I really had no concept of uh scripture the bible uh and uh the pastor there was a very unique pastor in the sense that he did uh, preach gospel. and uh, in the process, when I was thirteen years old, not knowing what was going on, I literally the Holy Spirit came on me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time. it's so he so humbled me at that point. I just almost got down on my knees right there in the church and received him, not knowing what I was doing in because I didn't nobody told me that's what you do yeah and so I spent the next a year, few years after that, and I can fill it in later, uh, walking with the year, Lord without any kind of background or training or teaching. But that's when I first came to know the Lord. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. didn't know that. So by the time I got to college, I uh, pretty much on a day-to-day basis, I was not involved in church or anything like that. Uh, but by the time I got to college, I... Um, everybody, people would tell me I should be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And so, because, whatever. Uh, So I uh, decided that I was going to be for three years while I was in college, and then about the end of the third year, I thought, this is nuts. I don't like books, I don't like studying, I don't like learning, that kind of stuff. So I decided to switch into psychology. And so my fourth year in college, I took all psych courses. And about halfway through my senior year, Uh, as you read all this stuff about psychology, you begin to think I've got all those things I'm reading about. So I read, uh, so I went in, talked to the dean of school, of the school, and he said, looked at me and said, oh, don't worry about it. He said, most of the professors in here have been institutionalized at one time or another. (laughs) And that helped me decide not to go. You didn't want to do that after that? No. You, Uh
0: You know, that proved that, Testimony right there proves a lot of what we, we what we've said in here about psychology because we've talked about a, a couple of different episodes mm-hmm. about psychology, particularly psychology versus Christianity, right? And and uh, that that's uh, yeah that's some, that's right in line with, with some low hanging fruit yeah. right there. <laughs>
2: <Absolutely>. <laughs> well, at the end of my senior year, I ran into or I knew a girl who was going to join the Peace Corps. And I thought that sounds like fun. I, and when I was in college, I'd done th- things in the summer, like I one summer I was in Colorado working for the Forest Service, and and so you know somebody talked about the Peace Corps, and I thought that'd be fun. I have a question. Yes. Um,
0: see how respectful I was. I wrote my That was my really good. He I did not you. raise
1: his hand around me. <laughs>
0: so, so uh, one props on the Forest Service because. I I love Forest Service guys. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if I could work for the Forest Service, Mm -hmm. that's what I would do. If I had that opportunity, that's exactly what I would do. Um, Second of all, what is the Peace Corps? I'm too young. I don't know. Educate me.
2: Okay. in In uh, the early 1960s, President Kennedy uh, established uh, an organization for— it was originally the idea was for young people to go— Throughout the world, and help get involved in different countries at basic levels of, of organizi- uh, organizing, um, um, f- just work that needed to be done Is this in like little humanitarian stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, by the time I got in in 1965, it had been well established. Okay. And uh, so, anyway, the irony of it is, both my wife and I, she was at the uni- at Penn State University, uh, had a boyfriend. He was going to wanted to get in, so she got in the Peace Corps and he didn't. And the girl I was hanging out with got me interested, and I got in the Peace Corps and she didn't. And anyway, Joni and I ended up down in Columbia, South America, out literally in the jungle, uh, in the Peace Corps. And we were, uh, that's how we met. And uh, we worked in commu- what they call community development, where we would go out into these little communities, and if they needed a school built or whatever it may be, we what helped Wells to get it organized. bridges,
0: schools, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, <coughs> Infrastructure. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. That's yep. so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. It was a great experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's incredible.
1: So you met Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, did did you meet her there in uh, in Colombia? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and, and you were did well. You carried on a courtship. Did you get married there? In we Columbia? did.
2: We oh. got married in in Colombia. Okay. In the Catholic Church or in no? <laughs> <laughs> we were. We were. Uh, there was a Presbyterian minister really? in, in Medellin who uh, we contacted. And that was before the drugs. <laughs> I know I hear that. Was, I, well, I hear Medellin, and I many <laughs> here, like, Oh, I, it's, well, it's, I was
0: about to ask: Is this before the giant cocaine boom? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is
2: before that, okay. and <clears throat> it was pretty quiet, and normal. Okay. Uh, and uh, when we were getting ready to get married, the, we had my parents had come in, her mother had come in, various people, and the night before the wedding, the the preacher. Decided, to, told us that he couldn't do the wedding because it was a catholic country and everything had to be done either in the catholic church or before a judge and judges at that point were off for the next 30 days it was that time of year mm-hmm. when they were all off so then we finally said well something's going to happen so finally he w- agreed to get a lawyer to sit down with us and write up an agreement that we would get married before a judge BUT HE WOULD GO AHEAD AND DO THE SERVICE BUT IT WOULDN'T BE OFFICIAL AND I SAID AS FAR AS I'M CONCERNED I REALLY DON'T CARE WHETHER IT'S OFFICIAL IN FRONT OF THE GOVERNMENT IF YOU DO IT'S GOING TO BE OFFICIAL BEFORE GOD AND THAT'S ALL I NEED. YEAH. SO WE DID. HE DID THE WEDDING AND THEN 30 DAYS year, uh, 30 days LATER WE uh, WENT FOR A JUDGE AND THE JUDGE uh, DID a, a WEDDING WHERE THEY KEPT REFERRING TO JONI AS MRS. Kibbe and uh but every we had to post b- bans saying oh, really? and we had to find witnesses who said that they knew that Joni could have babies we didn't know how to, they it, knew that is but
0: is that part of the Colombian thing Co- uh, Catholic, Catholic. Catholic
2: Catholic yeah because if you can't have a baby then you can be divorced
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay so this is <clears throat> you can find these rules in your Catholic Bible
0: not in, no, not, not in the <laughs> Catholic Bible. <laughs> no. In the Catholic, we made that up book. Oh, That's right. Oh. That's right. So, so like, essentially, the, the idea is if you can't if you can't birth a child, uh, or, or if you're barren or whatever, then that, that is, is that is grounds for
2: divorce. That is correct. correct. Yeah. Okay. And so they wanted to make sure that we could prove that somehow. Well, I mean, you could have just said, "I don't know if I can prove it, but well, I'll have fun trying."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let
1: me do the research.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll right. get back with you in a little bit and <laughs> let you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> That's amazing. That is an amazing story. I wondered, because uh, for whatever reason, I, my brain automatically, when I hear jungle in South America, my brain automatically goes to like Amazon, not, mm-hmm. not like societal place, like tribal stuff. And so I wondered... When you said, well, the, the Presby guy said I couldn't, said he couldn't do the wedding, and I wondered if like, some tribal elder came around the corner with their little stick with some gourds on it, like, yeah, I'll do this wedding ceremony <laughs> for you.
2: Well, the funny thing was, I was mentioning uh, yesterday that the, in the rural areas, the, the, it was nothing other than Catholic. That was it. So if you lived in a rural area, the priest would come out once a year, and he would do all the weddings and all the funerals that day. And then you go back for a year. That's like,
0: that's kind of like old, early frontier American In preachers. You yeah. know, the,
2: the preacher yeah. would show up like once or twice a year. The circuit and, writer kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you did not want to get married, you just headed into the jungle until the priest left. <laughs> so if
1: you were already cohabitating <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm,
1: and, and you chose not to make it mm-hmm. Catholicized. And you didn't want to have anything to do with those people. You head out. Then you you, you head for the hills <laughs> go, for yeah, a few go, days. go camping for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and yeah. Psst, yeah. They're gone. Come on back. <laughs> I can see it now. So, uh,
0: <clears throat> I'm just trying to figure out, because if everything's Catholic down there, they don't have any catacombs down there. So how do they do the, the, the classes? <laughs> the,
1: what? <laughs> the catacombs. Catacombs are not where you c- do the c- classes. C- c- catechism. No, catechism. Catechism. Catacombs are dead people places. <laughs> I know that. we're Ma- making a joke. Ma- Maury Wills <laughs> and up, Louise old Fletcher man. and, and <laughs> Boris Goodenov, they're all heading for the catacombs. <laughs>
2: Well, here, here's a fact you'd be interested in. We discovered down there in this little village we lived in, it was about four or five hours downriver, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, had people come over to our house every once in a while and visit, and we had a, a the students, the high school students would come in, uh, four or five of them, because we had a lantern at nighttime, so we had light, they'd come in and do their homework. And so once in a while, somebody would show up, and this one fellow showed up who was very... Uh, why his experience, he'd traveled enough that he knew some things. And he was sitting there and he saw a basketball laying on the floor and he picked the basketball up and he held it in his hands and he said to all these young people who needed to learn this, he said, now I want you to understand, he said, the earth is round like this basketball. And he said, right here at the top of the ball, right at the highest point of the ball, that's where heaven is and the Vatican sits right there. Isn't that funny? That's spectacular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: So it wow. was. Learn something new. You know, it's it's good to be able to wow. understand other cultures and learn things from them. <laughs> hmm? Huh. So so every time now that I see a basketball being dribbled <laughs> up and that's down, right. I'm picturing the Pope going, "Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa." We know that's why the Pope has to wear that funny hat to keep his head warm. That's
1: true. Yeah, it gets cold up Cause, there cause it's yeah it's chilly, and the Pope and Santa. No, C- that's not chilly. It was Colombia. Chile, Columbia. Chile no, that's a whole different com- country. Yeah. Colombia, not Both Chile. Both of you. All right, I got two well of them now. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have oh. the
0: Pope and Santa Claus are they? No, not Santa Clara. We're still in we're still in Colombia. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got confused.
2: And Colombia, it was very hot. What? Yes. Yes, I'm Colombians showing. are very hot.
0: I mean, it is very hot Stop in Colombia. That. That's
2: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you 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 ended up, uh, you know, essentially sniffing out a girl doing what you're doing down there. Uh, I followed my wife to church too.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, what happens is, Dale, we, 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 we make dots and then we draw lines between the dots. And they don't necessarily have to match. No, no. It just, that's what we do. <laughs> oh, my. Color by numbers, but I can't count.
1: He didn't numbers. warn you how, how ping-pongy this can get, did he? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so, okay. So, you're at Costa Rica, Peace Corps. Married. Columbia Peace Corps. Columbia, what did I say? Costa married. Rica? Uh-huh. Yeah, you close. said Costa Rica. Close enough. They're all down there. <laughs> yeah. and they're, all just, you know, they're all in Martha, Martha's Vineyard now, so what do we care? Pacticana, um, <laughs> uh, The DeSantis Airline bringing the border to you. Um, so Suddenly after, they have fish tacos everywhere. Um, <laughs> after. Columbia and the Peace
2: Corps, you moved back up here to the States. Yeah. We uh, went to Philadelphia? What they did in, in uh, the Peace Corps, they, uh, I should mention that we earned $75 a month. They paid us. Oh my and with that $75, we fed ourselves and we uh, rented housing hmm. and it had extra money for other things. But there and, was a, yeah, a lot that, of extra money. And they also put $75 a month in the bank. So when we got done after two years, if you multiply 24 times 75, mm-hmm. we were doing pretty good. You had a little nest egg. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, times so, two. And, and at the point where we were winding up, they also provided potential work for us, jobs available in the states. And Philadelphia was hiring teachers. And Joni had a degree in education and I had a degree. So we applied and they had a one, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper the application one side only and basically you wrote your name in and signed at the bottom and you were hired as a teacher in philadelphia
1: so <laughs> right we then. did that
2: and we were paid each of us seven thousand dollars a year wow. seven thousand dollars what that's year for, was this this was 1967. that's the top side of the pig we were doing good yeah yeah that was times two that's fourteen thousand dollars so we came back to philadelphia and taught there for a year Okay. And then after Philadelphia, <laughs> you came to Marion, and we taught in Marion. Okay. And then from there, I joined my father in the restaurant business mm-hmm. and was in the restaurant business for several years. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What restaurant?
2: LK Restaurants. The they K were, in? Oh, it, yeah. Okay. We were, it was a lar- large enough company, we, we uh, they finally, they sold out. And, uh, so I moved on and somewhere along the way, uh, we, uh, my brother and I bought a farm down in Central America in Costa Rica. It was just a small 6,007. Yes. (laughs) Okay. When you say
0: somewhere along the way, my brother and I bought a farm in Costa Rica, I need to know. There's some, there's some details that need to be little, filled in there.
2: Little details, okay.
0: How does one, you just perusing the classified ads, and, and there's, oh, hey, look, there's a you know 700-acre farm in Costa
2: Rica. You want me to fill you in some of the details? I would love for okay. that to happen. How does one come across? To- okay. Well, it's there's a couple of different stories connected with that, and I'll try to be brief. My father and his partner in the restaurant business were probably one of the best partnerships I've ever seen because my father on his own was extremely uh, uh, meticulous about operations of a business. business. His partner was not necessarily very meticulous, but he would get him into stuff sure. that my dad would never dream of doing. Yeah. So between the two of them, his partner would get him in and my father would make it work. Yeah. So when they retired, my father's partner went to Costa Rica and the same thing happened. He got down there and he met a guy and he came back and told my dad he said you won't believe this guy Yeah, meet him he's a really neat guy and interesting." So my parents went down and spent a few weeks down there and this guy had a farm out in the middle of the, about in the middle of the jungle anyway and uh, he uh, needed a partner. so he and my dad partnered. they did that for several years. And then my dad, mother said, we've had it. And about that point, my brother and I said, how about we buy you out? And so he said, okay. And I'm really cutting out a lot of details, but he that's said, okay. okay. I get the point. <clears throat> and so we bought bought him out. So it started with your parents and then you bought your parents' farm. That's correct. Got yeah. it.
1: Okay.
0: I was just wondering, because it's like so random, like, oh, my brother just, yeah, hey, let's buy a farm in Costa Rica. Like, how does that happen? Oh, it yeah. was already there. Okay. Right. Yeah. It right. was already in the family. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Continue on,
2: sir. Well, <laughs> tell, well. Tell me the tales. Tell, well, the actual, before we actually bought it, that was sitting right at the edge of a reservation, an Indian reservation. And the, we met some people, my dad described them as a little crazy, uh, who were missionaries working in that area. And so we went to meet these missionaries, and they were just amazing people. And Were they a little crazy? They weren't. They were just real lovers of the Lord. If you walked into their, they'd never seen you before. You walked into their place within about two to three minutes. The father Azul would ask you if you were saved and how it happened. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he got right down to business. Sure, sure, sure. So when my parents decided they were going to sell, my wife just said, "We need to pray." because what we need, we know these missionaries, wonderful people, we want to be sure that some Christians end up buying that farm. And it happened to be us. Uh-huh. Joni didn't know it at the time, but the yeah. Lord had something in mind. Yeah. So we spent the next couple of years down there getting to know these people and getting to know some really great Costa Ricans. Had a great, great experience. Fantastic. Yeah. My brother and I turned out to be really good brothers terrible partners okay so at the end yeah, of two yeah, yeah. years sure. we went our separate ways sure okay <clears throat>
0: so so is it is it still your farm or is it his farm no
2: no we sold it so okay. just sold out
0: okay yeah okay
2: so so i heard something about killing a cow did that happen in costa rica that did i want to hear that my father was a farm boy and he knew how to handle anything like that sure and so when we were preparing, just my brother and I and my dad came down, uh, preparing to uh, butcher a cow. And so we had a couple of cowboys there that uh, brought the cow in and got the cow down. And my dad said, I'll show you how to do it. And he took a big sledge Do you want me to tell you this? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. He he took a big sledge, and he positioned himself very carefully, and he took a swing and hit the cow right in the middle of the head, Mm -hmm. and the cow kind of shook his head, and it looked up at him like, what was that for? (laughs) And my dad said, said, well, let me take another shot. So he wound up again, and he swung that sledge, smacked him right in the middle of his head, and the cow shook his head again, and he looked up at him, and finally one of the local fellows said here, he said, let me do it. And so he did it, took care of it, next swing. And so they used to call my father El Matador after that. <laughs> Isn't that
1: great?
0: That's amazing. Bullfighter. I have never, I, listen, I have been present for many a killing of a cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never heard or seen of it
2: done that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had no problem at all. Yeah. My dad apparently. Well, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. wow. The, best, we... the best part of the story was we didn't realize that we were coming and going at that point. Somebody had broken into the house and stolen all of our decent knives and good butchering type stuff. Sure. And so we ended up butchering a cow with, with steak knives. Oh, yeah. And a hacksaw. That sounds fun. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's okay. I, I, uh. uh Uh, well I I don't want to cut into your story but uh, I killed a deer several years ago and I had it hanging in the tree in the front yard and skinning it out and me and Evan and several other guys were out there and it's freezing cold it's so cold you can't even feel the knife in your hands and I'm out there trying to skin this deer and we're almost done skinning it my wife comes out on the front porch and she says um why don't you just bring that in the house And all the guys around me are looking at me, and I was like, what? And she was like, well, I've already got a tarp spread out on the table. I cleared the whole kitchen table off. I got a tarp over the table. Once you get all the skin off of it, and it's ready to go. Bring it in here, and we'll bone it out on the table. And the amount of pride that I had <laughs> in that moment, I just looked around and said, yeah, that one's mine, boys. Let's hurry up and get this skin <laughs> off. Let's go in here in the, in the warmth and do the rest of this. Yeah. yeah." It was. We did, that too. Somewhere neat. there's pictures of this skinned deer just sitting on, on my kitchen Great. table. And we boned it out right there. I mean, it had been hanging in a tree for a couple hours, and all the blood was out of it. It didn't make a mess or anything. Oh, no. Of course not.
1: <laughs> just a small mess, but it wasn't yeah. like it could have been. Right. But she had a tarp Ooh, down. It's so a little, good. little deer, yeah, a little deer, <laughs> little deer. Anyway, yeah, so that's my butchering story.
0: Yeah, yeah. so,
1: uh, so after Coaster, I killed
0: it on the first shot, though,
2: that was <laughs> <laughs> wow, it it on a man's dad, just it like that, say. aren't you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, so, so after, that's great. So after Costa
2: Rica, then what? Uh, again, I have to back up a little bit. Okay, get I'll a run want, and start out. All right with it. Before we went to Costa Rica, uh, Joni and I had um, finally decided that we need to get serious about church. And so we started going to a little church in the north end of Marion called Fair Park Baptist. Oh yeah. Met an incredible pastor up there, uh, Pastor Thomas. And uh, at that point figured out that I needed to really get serious about walking to the Lord. And she did too. And so we got totally involved in that little church. uh, And uh, from there we, at that point, the charismatic movement was growing. And so we got involved in the charismatic movement, eventually ended up at the Christian Center mm-hmm. before we left for Costa Rica. And when we came back then, I, I was at a point where I didn't have a job, had a few, few few months that I was kind of footloose and fancy free. And so I volunteered to help out there. And from there, I stayed and become, became the associate pastor. Mm-hmm. That's
1: the Marion Christian Center, which is down on... Um, Richland Richmond, Road. Richmond, Richland yeah, my, Road. my
0: kids just played volleyball. I spent like <clears throat> over eight hours there this past Saturday. Really? <laughs> yeah, my kids were playing volleyball there. <laughs> wow. They had a tri-match, <laughs> so yeah. Huh. yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, so you were there, and, and you became involved in, in, in working in real estate at some point.
2: That's correct, yeah. Uh, when I went full-time pastoring, I also got into real estate because i was not getting paid mm-hmm. in uh, pastoring so mm-hmm. i needed to support the family mm-hmm. so i got into real estate mm-hmm.
0: so when you when you you weren't full-time ministry at mary christian center
2: i actually was you were okay yeah uh and when i moved into a a um pastoring position i got my my uh through um Brand School school the bible i got my training and became an associate pastor at that point i was being paid okay at one point we we got involved with the vineyard churches and uh eventually started a vineyard church and at that point i was pastoring and not getting paid as a pastor so that's when i got into real estate yeah i remember uh, i
0: don't know how many years ago it was but it was not long after i started coming to the church um and i was really getting involved in worship ministry here we ended up doing a worship night at your church at Mm. the vineyard church Mm -hmm. down on west center west center yeah Mm -hmm. and because we had never really had a sunday night service like it had never been a thing that we did in church and we scheduled a sunday night worship service where all we did was went in there and played worship for like three and a half hours or something like that and just pure just straight worship that's pretty cool yeah, it was back uh-huh. when Maya was coming to the church, I think, yep. and yeah, yep. I think I may have been still being the drummer then. Huh? I don't think I think Michael Taylor was still playing the guitar. guitar. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's amazing. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. but I remember the
0: maroon little walk-in that's thing right. over the door. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I have this memory of it, and and the lighting was like it was all dark, like dim lighting, mm-hmm. not quite candlelight, but close, mm-hmm. and it was yeah different feel just yeah just it was really cool yeah really neat time Mm. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah
1: cool i don't want to jump too many hedges here um how but but it's always interesting i always like talking to people about how is it that they came to be at the b what is it that caused you (laughs) to wind up with this with this absolute bunch of lunatics
0: yeah, because you were incredibly instrumental in the in the planting of this church from the outside, from the out, without yeah, re, without really being involved. Right. Yes, right. You were but just obeying God. Yeah. yeah.
2: The uh, um, it, when it goes clear back to college and psychology, I love to work with people, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so as the years went by and we ber- were involved in church. The reason we got involved in the vineyard. Organization was because they were very outreach oriented as far as just mm-hmm. developing different ministries to care care for the people in the community, and uh, the uh, uh, when we moved from the the vineyard, we started going to the vineyard in Columbus, but it was just. For us, you couldn't really get involved that far away. Sure, and I knew Mike, of course, over a period of time, and I knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came to the point where you know I, I kept saying, "Where do I want to invest my rest of my life? Basically, mm-hmm. my energy and so on." And there was no place else except here, where I saw with the program that they were really taking care of people mm-hmm. in the way that I was comfortable and wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm.
1: I'll go ahead and speak of some parts of it that I know because I know Dale won't, and that's okay. Um, When you decide that you're going to start a ministry and you're going to try to reach out to people who would never show up in a church at all and you want to give them a place where they're comfortable, you wind up reaching out to a lot of people who have a number of issues as, as, you know, Mike talks about it he says that, I said God who do you want me to minister to and then he surrounded me with drug addicts and alcoholics and um, that's not a group of people that have a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, this is not a place that you would necessarily choose from a management standpoint um, to try and start a ministry so as as Dale knew Mike um, and Dale was involved in real estate there were some properties that were uh, not you know, involved in in, in making money for um, his company. And he made a couple of those available at times um, under a, you know, you can use it for a few months and then start paying me some rent. Um, so that Mike had a place to begin ministering in the church. That's 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 the part of this. So you, you've probably been involved with Mike for, or known him for what? Close to 20 years, maybe. I would
2: say, yes.
1: Yeah, because I think the very first buildings were were, yeah, were, stage, we're involved with you at one street. point or another, yeah. yeah. So um, it's just it's just interesting to watch the way that people come together and the way that God keeps doing it. Um, so you're here. This is a very different place mm-hmm. than perhaps you have been before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, do you do you look back at all? You know, being in the Peace Corps. Your time in Costa Rica, no, your time in the restaurant business and, and working in, in development and working in, in real estate, do you see God's hand in each of those things that leads you up to today?
2: Uh, <clears throat> simplifying it, yeah, uh, I do, right. In a, in a, but in a simple way, in the sense, the one thing he's always kept me focused on is people. mm mm-hmm. uh, And he's given me a real heart for people who are struggling in some ways. uh, And I know it's God. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that has been very consistent throughout. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember one time my dad said, I'm just plain naive. But that was okay, you know, because uh, I really had a heart and and followed it. Uh, And I, I think other than that, the longer I've walked with the Lord the more I've come to believe that uh, his his he has a plan for each one of us. And what we need to do is just keep focusing on him and focusing on where he has us at the moment and make that moment uh, a very special time with him, uh, whatever the circumstance, wherever we're at. I, I see people
1: sometimes well, God's preparing me for something. Now, I talked with somebody just a while, a couple, three weeks ago. Well, this is just a journey, and God's preparing me for something. And this person has such trouble focusing on what God's doing right now mm-hmm. and just being here in this moment. Now, all the things, you know, I can look back on my life and see all the things that went on, um, and and I recognize that God was... Manipulating circumstances, creating situations where I had to make a choice, mm-hmm. and I had to learn from the negative choices that I made, as well as the positive choices. So I, I look back at that, and I, and I just wonder if other people do the same thing. Because you've had the, I won't say this wrong, but you have the, this this benefit of having loved God and 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 working, at, at, at loving Him and walking with Him for decades I don't even a little bit Mm -hmm. I'm coming up on a decade (laughs) to be honest that's about where it is so do you think God has dealt with you differently in different periods of your life
2: in what you have been doing and in the way he deals with you no I think um, I was as you were saying that I was thinking it was 1980 When I was in Costa Rica, and first began to know, get very closely acquainted with uh, the missionary, and I remember one day he came by and we were out on the uh, working on some equipment in in the barn, and he stopped by to say hi to us, and he hung around for about ten or fifteen minutes. We were standing there talking. And then all of a sudden he said, you know, he said, I got to leave you guys. He says, you guys got to work for, earn, earn a living. You got to work for it. He said, all I got to do is pray. He says, so I'm going to go ahead and head on. <laughs> and I, and there were just moments like that. Things happen that I, I can't forget where God is showing me. And not only just the people I encounter, but I mean, we've had times where God has literally stepped in and saved my life. And, and our kids just watched out for and protected them and I, over and over and over I see him working. Mm-hmm. And more and more I'm convinced that where I'm at at the moment is the, the best place I can be at. Mm-hmm. And, and with it, walking with him each year, I, I, I hope I grow and that's my, my desire is to continue growing. I'm still young, have a lot of years left It's my intent, you know, Mm -hmm. if God's Mm -hmm. willing. Mm -hmm. But it's really up to Him. But during that time, I just want to keep growing closer Mm -hmm. and learning more. But at the moment, I want to take this moment I got right now and really make it good with Him, Mm -hmm. He and I. Mm -hmm. I have learned from you um, to
1: serve in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I haven't always, I mean, that's not easy for me in any case. But I've watched you just go. Oh, that's a need. Gonna go there now, and that's that's the part of it that's that's encouraging to me. And then I think about, well, who am I being encouraging to in my service? Mm-hmm. Um, if if my service is all about me and God, where is it? Mm-hmm. Um, how is there a way I take me out of that? and let God just use me to serve other people. And I get to watch you do that, on literally, on the spur of the moment. And at times when you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, we had a situation recently <laughs> where you were about as tense as I have ever seen you. <laughs> and you walked away, and about an hour later, you came back and you apologized, which you didn't need to do, but you did. <laughs> and it was like, Wow. God, you did that. That man was ready to start ripping throats out of people. <laughs> and he didn't. He went and he served somebody and just met some of their basic needs of what they needed that moment. That's, and and that's, where, that's where a lot of it is. Mr. Workman, you have, I can see your face. I can see your face as well. well there is something going on, on your, and behind
0: your face. As a young man, it is encouraging for me to sit in this
1: room with two older gentlemen hmm. uh, who are... Same to you, pal. Each of you... Well... Uh, uh, next week, it'll be you and me. <laughs> well, if you find something else to do. Go play volleyball <laughs> with your kids. Um,
0: no. no, seriously, though, I, I mean, either one of you guys could be my dad, right? And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, I look at it and go, first of all, I didn't have a dad. So, to be around older people who have experience... Sometimes bad, Mm -hmm. sometimes good. Mm -hmm. He pointed in different directions when he said that. (laughs) And the wisdom that comes from both of those, right? Um, I love it. I love one of my favorite things to do, and please don't be offended, either one of you, uh, but one of my favorite things to do is just hang out and talk to old people because let's go find some, and we'll all go talk to them. That's right. All right there, Mr. Hip. You you can go down down to... Would would you like me to hit the hip or the kidney first? I've discovered
2: if you go to McDonald's, there's a bunch of old men sitting around. Every morning drinking drinking
0: coffee. We can can go go meet with them. I actually used to. When I I was uh, just out of high school, uh, before I moved up here, I would specifically go to the Hardys in the morning to go get breakfast, and I'd just go sit and hang out with the old guys over mm-hmm. there drinking coffee and just listen to them tell stories. I'm mostly offended it's, that he
1: keeps inviting me
0: to go to Tim Hortons and drink oh, coffee with yeah. him. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is just listen to older folks talk mm-hmm. because you learn so much. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I haven't always been that way, but I've learned that if you just shut your mouth and listen, you learn something every now and then, right? And so that I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love listening to, to you talk about what God's done in your life. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and I I just love it. I, I think it's great. I, I have questions. Uh, you showed me a picture of a blowgun.
2: Hmm.
0: I want to know where you got it and the story behind the blowgun. Well, Did you shoot a monkey with it?
2: No, no, no. We actually, the, the Indians in the area we lived in, in Columbia, uh, we were on the, w- the main river, the Rio Trato, and the main river flowed from the town we worked out of, Quibdo, out into the t- near, near the uh, uh, Gulf of Mexico. Uh, and on, there were side rivers that went off of this one, and the Indians lived up in these side rivers. So when we knew we were leaving for the our, end of our time, We went up into one of those side rivers, up to one of the Indian areas, and bargained with the Indians and bought. I actually bought two blowguns. I bought one for myself, and I had a good buddy here in Marion who was getting married, and I knew he'd want a blowgun for his wedding. So I bought two of them. That's awesome. And it was 1967, and when I flew home, I could lay those two blowguns in the aisle, of the airplane because they were, they were too long to put anyplace else, and nobody ever said a word. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. And they came. They came with the darts. They used them primarily for hunting birds and that sort of thing, but they okay. were poison darts. And I've never tried to find out whether there's still poison on them. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
0: you could like catch a stray cat and poke it
1: and see what happens, but you know
0: i Man, had a those cat are, those oh. are a dime a dozen
1: <laughs> i had a cat in my garage on saturday i should have called you we you could have done have. some research yeah. you should have called me i could have checked see if my <laughs> aim was still on with my recurve outside of <laughs> outside of it being Beth's favorite cat which i almost lost mm. Um, mm. so
0: um so Blue guy do you have any other cool artifacts from from there
2: i have a paddle <laughs> Like a canoe paddle? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, out of mahogany. It's a beautiful oh. shaped paddle. Yeah, Now you're speaking my language, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and Joni. Sure. Yeah, you came yeah, back with brethren, Joni. I'd rather not call her an artifact.
1: I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Is this oh. being recorded? Yes, <laughs> sir. Read Bob and broadcast. I hope so. I hope so. Um, so, uh, one last question, because it's something I, I meant to ask when you were talking about when you and Joni got married. So how did the, uh, since you got married uh, in Colombia? how did that
2: transition to the United States? Is that like legal marriage or paperwork had to go there or what? We uh, uh, had it translated into English. So we have both Spanish and English uh, r- uh, record. And uh, so that's sufficient. We can use it here in the States. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I wondered uh, about that. Yeah. And the, the beauty of it is I have two wedding anniversaries. So if I miss the first one. I can catch the next one. There's another one coming around. Wisdom. That is Uh such wisdom. (laughs) January 11th and February 17th. Mine happens the same time every year. I don't have two of them. (laughs) (laughs) And yes,
0: I do know what it is. Hmm. October 22nd. There you go. This year I will
2: be receiving some good baklava. Yes. Yes, you will.
0: For my anniversary.
2: Well, this next January will be our 56th. Wedding anniversary, mm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm 35.
0: Oh well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can only hope
1: that by the time I get to be 35, that my hair will be as white as yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the famous saying by a friend of mine who had met Dale, and we were talking about him, and he said, "You know what? If that had a, if that hair had a hand, I would shake it." <laughs> <laughs> spectacular uh, well mr well, dale
0: thank you for coming around thank you for sharing with us you are pleasure. most definitely welcome back anytime my pleasure and we won't make you, you share your life star- story next time it's good good you, you just get to be part of the fun
2: yeah
1: okay um mr wilson Th-
0: this take is us g- home
1: to, to, to me this has kind of been introduction to mr kibbe yeah um because there are some great stories along here yeah but they it's so encouraging if, if As you listen to this and you've got, oh, I've got a question about that. Will you pin him down sometime and ask him those questions. For sure. Um, he likes to drink medium roast coffee at Tim Hortons. He's a fan of blueberry Tim bits. Um, <laughs> just so you know, you can bribe him if you have to. Have you ever tried
0: Death Wish coffee? No. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That good, huh? Mm. He's, he's one of them kids like that strong stuff.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: The world's strongest coffee yeah. is what it says on the bag. And, the, and What's it called? Death Wish. Death Wish. has a skull and crossbones right there That's, on the bag. Wow.
1: <laughs> Marketing is different than when I was younger.
0: Back when I was a kid, skull and crossbones meant don't drink that. Yeah. <laughs> no cold, <laughs> <going, laughs> little boy.
1: So, anyway, we hope that this has been one... Um, entertaining in some ways but more than that it's such a blessing to have these people in this body of christ who love god and and love to share the blessings of him of god in their life and to other people it's just so thank you thank you for being here i i would like to have you back because there are a lot of things i would like to have you talk about in here well thank you very much Um, and we'll just sit back and ask questions we're you know then people won't they'll start listening again anyway (laughs) um, that's for the people that say every week we complain about how few listeners we have there was that one so there we go when we get this out this will be this will be fun for people to see Um, as you go along as you as you listen to this as you think about this whether you're driving from Naples or from Orlando to Naples as you listen to our podcast Mr. Pete Florida Pete um, (laughs) we just hope that you are blessed by it, and we hope that you turn around and you find someone to bless. Love you, bye.